0: Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of Course Correction. I'm your host, Michelle, and this week I sat down to talk with Benir Pierre, an intuitive money magician or manifestation coach, and we just kind of talked about not just manifestation because I think that's such a deep topic. I mean, there's no way that we could really dig into all of that in our 50 minutes of discussion Uh, but we talked about how to set new routines and how to manifest from a place of depression and we just had a really great talk about you know some of my mom guilt and how i could kind of get through some of that so if you're interested in finding out about how i did that and finding out more about benir pierre and seeing how maybe she works some of that magic on me just keep listening I spend a lot of time listening to personal development on YouTube, but mm-hmm. that's like for one thing that's out there is what do you do in a time of contrast or when you're not, when things are are not low, but I mean, when you're having a, a human experience. So Absolutely. Um, I, I guess, so my first question is same question I asked before kind of um, what do you do as um a powerful manifest somebody who's manifesting all the time what do you do when you come into a tough spot like what you kind of are experiencing right now how do you sort of balance your uh positive core with that natural feeling of sadness or however you not I wouldn't say personify it but for sure kind of cope with that
1: um I think the first thing, honestly, is allowing yourself to feel how you feel, but also recognizing that that while you might feel that way, even that is ushering you into a manifestation. Um, You know, like I mentioned before, I think a lot of times we have this perception that when you're a manifester, it means that things are always roses and everything's always amazing. But... As a manifester, I'm able to recognize that even in the times when the path does not feel great, my darkest moments have ushered me into the most amazing blessings I can ask for. So I think it's just a matter of not giving up hope when things don't look the way you want them to.
0: Yeah, and I think that's like the, the first thing we go to is giving up the hope. And saying, I just knew it was never going to work out.
1: Right. And and that's the problem. You know, I always talk about the tendency to manifest from your fear instead of from your faith. And if you instantly go to, I knew it wasn't going to work out. Well, that's why it didn't work out. Because you knew it wasn't going to work out. Right. Um, I found that. Like, even now, it's funny because people are like, how are you doing? You know, I've confided in a few people um, about what's been happening. It has been very hard for my family. But the only answer I have is that I'm grateful. And I had a friend reach out and she said, you know, you don't have to pretend it's okay to feel how you feel. And at the moment I was in the hospital with my mother-in-law, you know, watching them give her all these meds, trying to get her breathing under control. And I'm like, you know, the truth is that actually is how I feel. I'm grateful right now for a job that I get to set my own hours and I don't have to worry about being fired because I missed time. to be with my family. I'm grateful for the opportunity to support my partner by being here with her mother. I'm grateful that she's still with us and that even though right now she may be suffering, she didn't die, you know? And so I think that it's a matter of finding those small things to be grateful for, even when it feels like shit is falling apart.
0: Man, I tell you what, this is so, it's crazy that you said that because that's kind of just how I feel you know like i've I've been kind of in a, a i i don't even want to, i'm gonna say low i've been i've been feeling kind of low, but it's mostly just because you know I still am working for someone else, and you know I keep saying, okay, so this is what I want I want to be independent of that income so that I can set my own schedule so that I can you know if I want to take my kids to do something during the summer I can go do that I don't have to worry about well did I take the time off is someone else going to be there to cover you know those kind of things that I don't really want to worry about and and it's it's hard when you're kind of still in it to Mm -hmm. find the positives but that's just what keeps coming up for me is you know be mindful of your thoughts be mindful Mm -hmm. of Finding the gratitude in every day, like I keep seeing the number fifty-four over and over again. <clears throat> so every time I'm like, oh my gosh, again, because every time I'm like, oh, you know, I I have a moment where I'm like, oh, I hate this, and then I'll see it, and I'm like, okay, I get it. You know, it's kind of like, I, I guess my thing is, it's it is hard to kind of to find the gratitude. So what do you, do you suggest to your clients who like me? Are kind of in a limbo space, like almost where they want to be, but not quite there yet.
1: Mm-hmm. So, gratitude really is the best way to manifest. It keeps your vibration high, even when you're not feeling high. Um, and so, that is one thing, you know, usually I say if there's resistance, then examine that, and maybe you shouldn't. Push past the resistance, really examine why the resistance is there. But honestly, for that one, it's just something that you have to do. And I actually was just speaking with a client a few days ago about setting up routines so that when you have those moments, it becomes so second nature that you don't have to force yourself. Um, and so, I mean, no matter what is happening, even for the person who is currently living under a bridge. You know, I've been definitely been through many periods of depression in my lifetime and it seemed like everything was falling apart, but there is always something to be grateful for. And literally that is my motto in all things, give thanks. And as long as I can find that one thing to be grateful, for it's raining outside I'm stuck in a snowstorm but I'm grateful for this coat you know like whatever that one thing is holding on to gratitude and a lot of people you know tend to say it can always be worse but I'm of the mindset that it can always get better Mm. if I'm here to complain about it that means that it can always get better it really is a matter of shifting your perspective
0: You know, it really is. And, and today, like I said, because yesterday I was like, well, last week, last week I had a day that was like, kind of has been signature for me as a, as a person, you know, because I grew up in a household where if something was not going right, you just had a meltdown, you know? So that's kind of what I saw. That's what I did. So I've been trying to teach myself in, you know, kind of come up with new ways to react to those triggers, you know, mm-hmm. just doing shadow work, that kind of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: um, so last week I had a, a, a bad day. And so I thought about it. Then I said, I'm not going to do this to myself. Cause it's really me doing it to me every time I have a bad, a bad day or I feel bad. It's, it's not, not to say it's not real, but I don't have to have those reactions to it. You know what I mean? I can, like you said, I can say, okay, well, I might be tired. I may have a lot to do, but I asked for this work. I'm Mm -hmm. grateful for that. You know what I mean? So yesterday I had a tough day, but I watched myself and I made sure that my reactions were ones that were more intentional as opposed to just like, okay, I'm just going to lay in the street. You know what I mean? Like just real dramatic and Mm -hmm. that stuff. So I I said, I'm going to try for 30 days to do that. Every time I would have the instant reaction to either complain about something or feel negatively. Like today they ordered us some sandwiches from this place called Plantation, which, okay. But we had like watermelon and on Juneteenth of all the days. But anyway, it wasn't really that great, but I I just said, I appreciate that it was here, you know, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the, the usual, oh, this was terrible, et cetera, et cetera. So, I, and I also, which was interesting that you brought up routines because I said, I want to set new routines for myself because I feel like that's part of everything, how you feel balanced is just making sure that you're still doing those things that you set for yourself. So do you have any routines
1: that you go to like every day or weekly? Absolutely. I, both, I have routines and any clients that work with me, that's one of the first things that we do is set up their daily rituals. Mm. Um, I I find that it's necessary. And I actually, I want to go back just a little bit to what you said about having a bad day and this conversation I've been contemplating doing a video about how to manifest when you're depressed Mm, And, and this actually is the nudge that I needed. Um, Yeah. But, you know, I think the whole idea of having a bad day, even that is where we can start. Because a lot of times we wake up in the morning and it's shitty. You know, we feel like crap, woke up on the wrong side of the bed, whatever. And we've decided that it's a bad day. But really, we just had a bad moment. Yeah. And so it really is a matter of making sure that we truly are taking it moment by moment. Um, I was on vacation with my partner last fall. And what spirit spoke was that every breath deserves its own celebration. Mm. And that is something that I've had to keep with me, especially in those moments. I mean, in the moments of joy, it certainly is a reminder to be present and, you know, really enjoy the moment. But even in those moments when things really are not great, it's been a reminder that yes, this breath deserves its own celebration, but it is also just one breath. We have so so many breaths in a day. And so even if there are just a few glimpses of hope or just a few things that day that make you feel good, the whole day doesn't have to go to shit because you had some bad moments in the day.
0: Right. Right. And that's been the thing for me is if I if one thing it's like a domino effect. You know, if one thing happens I'm like, "Oh, great. I just You know what I mean? And so the next thing Which they're not they're not major things, but because you're already in this space of negativity or just feeling feeling uh abused by the universe, which is really what it is. It's like for me, I'm like, Oh, I'm just being so abused. And really it's not, you know, but that's your mindset at the time. But one thing happens and you're like, Oh no. And then the second thing you're like, see, that's what it was. The straw that broke the camel's back, you know. And then the rest of the day you kind of you might try to pick it up, but then it's like once you set your mind on, like you said, this is a quote unquote bad day, it is, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what you said. And really, it's so crazy, just the whole thing anyway, just being able to speak your life and to manifest these things, because you really can say, when I go home, I'm going to do XYZ. And that's just what you do. So you don't have to let, like, I just found somebody had put food in a drawer and a towel on top of it. Why? I don't know. Now, (laughs) at at one point that would have sent me on a spiral of, you know, I'm working, I'm trying to keep the house together for you guys, and this is what you do. But I didn't do that. Because like I said, I'm I'm really trying to be more intentional Mm -hmm. about my responses to what used to trigger me. So Mm -hmm. I just cleaned it up. And I asked them, I said, who did this? Don't do that. You know, that's really all it needs to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need be much more than that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, I, I think a lot of times it certainly can be easier said than done, but that's why it's a practice. This whole thing is a practice. And sometimes we get it right, sometimes we don't. But even the times that we don't get it right. We can just do better next time. Right.
0: And I think that's a lot of it is that people often feel like they can't try again. You know, once you, once you kind of become this person who gets mad about stuff or, you know, whatever it is, you always feel like, well, that's just me, but you know, it doesn't have to be because like you said, it's practice. You can try, you can do something different, you know? Several years ago, I didn't know I was going to be doing this, but mm-hmm. I said, I really want to have a career in media and no one is giving me a job at this point. So I said, how can I make a career in media? So I just did it myself. Sure. So I mean, you really can just change things that way. And I know you mentioned to me a while back before we talked about, um, you know, having to reschedule at first about having um, a session with you on aligning my chakras. Hmm. So can you explain a little bit to me about what that
1: would be like? Yes. So um, when we talk about... Sh- Sakras, you know, I find that so many people in the spiritual community make it seem like the shit is so like mystical and out there and magical and, you know, only certain people get to possess knowledge. Right. Okay. So let's demystify all of that. <laughs> when we talk about chakras, really, that is just your energy centers. And Mm -hmm. so we have many energy centers, but usually when we are talking about, you know, aligning your chakras, generally we're talking about your main seven and each of your energy centers. So these are places in your body where energy is held and it affects other parts of your body. And so you have your root chakra, you have your sacral chakra, your solar plexus, your heart chakra, your throat chakra your third eye, and your crown. And when there is misalignment anywhere in your energy body, then it gives certain symptoms. And so I actually was just working with a client yesterday who has been having digestive issues. She's been having um, fertility issues. But but a lot of those things, the doctors can't find anything wrong because Mm. for her, it really is energetic. That also is showing up for her in a way. Lack of creativity. It's also okay. showing up for her in an ability to conceptualize and visualize what she wants, but she's really struggling with actually grounding that in reality and birthing that into her current existence. And so chakra work that we did, you know, there's a number um, of things that we do. And so sometimes it truly is just having a conversation and helping shift um, your awareness of certain things. Um, Sometimes it actually is doing certain physical exercises that move energy, you know, depending on where the blockage is, that tends to be where we focus. Um, I've had clients who come to me because they are dealing with issues with boundaries and that can be both solar plexus and heart chakra. And so we work on helping them establish healthier boundaries, but they notice that in the process of them establishing healthier boundaries, they are now starting to relieve some issues with their um, digestion. For example, um, actually real life example um, that happened in my life a few weeks ago, I was talking to my partner um, and I don't remember exactly what happened, but something, something came up about her job and instantly her stomach started hurting. Mm.
0: And you speak into my life. I was going to say, I'm
1: sure that is absolutely something that many can relate to. And so your solar plexus, that is your I will center. That is your I do center. And that is, you know, I think of that as like your yang. So a lot of times as strong women, we're so comfortable operating from that energy of doing. But sometimes we struggle with simply being. And so we just had a conversation about things that needed to shift so that she was more comfortable just relaxing into who she was and not feeling like she always had to push past doors that were shut. And as soon as we finished talking, she noticed that her stomach stopped hurting. Mm -hmm. And so it literally can be something as simple as having a conversation and examining where there are blocks Um, for other clients. I do crystal healing. Mm -hmm. And so one of the gifts that I have, I can actually feel where there's a blockage. Um, And, you know, with my clients, I do send them crystals and we do a lot of work with that. And so. Um, A simple meditation using certain crystals that are placed over your energy center. Um, So it just kind of depends on where the block is and what the specific client is needing. But it doesn't have to be all that serious. You know, there are a lot of people who are like, oh, you need Reiki. Reiki is simply someone using their energy and helping you move energy. But a lot of those things you can really do for yourself.
0: Yeah. 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 But like working with somebody like you is giving them the instructions maybe that they can also use
1: after your session? Absolutely. So I think that is, you know, I have a lot of clients who come to me and they're like, you know, hey, I have been working with someone forever and here are some things that she does for me, but I really don't know what to do when I get stuck. I don't Mm. believe that. I am all about empowering clients to be able to work with or without me. And so my job is to actually give you the tools so so that you can do these things, whether I'm sitting right there with you or whether I am off in Bali speaking.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. Do you do a lot of speaking engagements?
1: I do. I do. Um, Have not yet spoken in Bali, but we are absolutely putting that on the list.
0: Well, you just said it. So now it's so. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought it was interesting that you talked about boundaries too, because actually I had a conversation with my mom today and we talked about, uh, you know, we were talking about boundaries. She bought me this book that's like boundaries with kids. And I think she has one. So, you know, we just kind of, because we haven't always had good good boundaries. So that's something that we kind of share together and start to kind of learn together. Um, but what would you say to like, Boundaries in business, like as far as entrepreneurship goes, like, do you think it's necessary to have boundaries there?
1: Uh, hell yeah. (laughs) I think it's necessary to have boundaries everywhere. Um, you know, and, and I think that when we talk about boundaries, a lot of people think that boundaries are to keep other people out, but really boundaries are all for you. Mm -hmm. Boundaries are knowing, um, I know for me personally, it started with being able to recognize i do a lot of energy work mm-hmm. you know much of much of my work is focused on moving energy and then the parts that aren't are focused on strategy which is mentally draining and so i had to recognize that it's not okay for me to meet with clients every day and yeah. so having Certain days of the week that are just for me. Um, Days that are, you know, for me to paint or for me to meditate or just be Mm -hmm. one with myself and not have to pour into clients. Um, Boundaries around not. to people who message me in my inbox, when I have a website, when I have a scheduling link, when I have, you know, for my personal clients, I work with them um, through a project portal as well as Voxer. And so not feeling obligated to jump and grab my phone every time it dings. And so some of these boundaries are not things that I felt the need to communicate to clients. I find it so funny when people, you know, decide that, they're going to change something in business and feel the need to send an announcement on their social media. Like you guys need to stop inboxing me. No, boo, you need to stop responding. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think boundaries are absolutely required. Um, Boundaries around what is professional and not having idle conversation that is not affecting my bottom line and is not helping your healing. You know, I, I think it's important to have boundaries, like I said, in every area of life, but absolutely in business. Most definitely. So like
0: it sounds to me like, and I know this about you because this is like the first thing I noticed you have a lot of systems and processes and that's so good. And that's something that I have never really been great at, but it's something I'm working on. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So I catch myself when people, it will inbox me. I'm like, you need to send me an email. So I'm like, that's the first thing. But what would you say um, to a client who, who just came to you just as a mess and was like, Oh, well, I feel like, um, you know, it's, it's their fault for inboxing me constantly. You would just respond just the way that you did. You just say, you need to stop inboxing them or stop responding to those inboxes. Just be straight and to the point about what you're going to do. Is that what you would oh,
1: say? Absolutely. I'm, I'm very much a straight shooter. I'm an Aries. So I don't buy my tongue. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, um, one assignment that I have clients do is actually to write out um, their boundaries. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times we think of boundaries and really we are only looking at one area. You know, we know what our boundaries are physically. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we don't. No. Um, so we, we tend to know what our boundaries are emotionally, but I have them write their boundaries across the board. Um, so physically emotionally mentally spiritually materially you know do you like loaning people your stuff do you like when people call and ask you for money Um, and you know I I think for for one it's helpful so that you can give a complete no because if you can't say no then your yes means nothing Mm. and so You know, that certainly is the first step. Um, And I have them list out what things do you like in this particular category and what things do you not like? And really get clear because a lot of times people disrespect our boundaries, one, because we've never communicated the boundary, and two, because we don't even know where the line is until they cross it. And then we want to snap or we want to get upset. And they didn't even realize that that was a line for us.
0: Right. Right. And that's not really fair, you know, because you can't expect people to read your mind and know what your boundaries are if you haven't clearly set them.
1: Absolutely. And what may be a boundary for you may not be for someone else. And and that's absolutely okay. You know, I've had um, some clients who feel guilty about saying no because they feel that what they are experiencing or what, you know, what they dislike Is something that people tend to like. Um, Really simple example is, you know, someone touching you. And a lot of people are okay with that. And some people are not. I'm absolutely one who is not. And I will let you know. Keep your hands to yourself. I don't understand why your hand needs to be on me to communicate what you're saying. (laughs) And, you know, a lot of people feel guilty for expressing that boundary because other people tend to be okay with that. But it isn't really, it doesn't matter what other people enjoy. I'm sure that, you know, there are some people who enjoy being called at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Don't do that to me either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, sir. We'll <laughs> get straight up ignored or you, or I'm gonna bite your head off. My phone <laughs> is on. Um, do not disturb. And, and all of my friends know, um, do not call me before 11 a.m. Even my mama, I, you, the only person who can call me before 11, it either needs to be an emergency or you need to be my partner. And even she knows,
0: right? <laughs> you know, I listened to um, something a while back. It was Oprah, and she was just talking about how she had the disease to please, what she calls it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of that, not being able to say no, was just like, your concern is less for yourself and more for how this person is going to feel about you after you have set your boundary. And I think that is just like, I want to call it a terrible way to be, but you will continue to be displeased Mm -hmm. because it doesn't please you. It doesn't serve you, but because you're afraid to, you know, have this authentic voice that says, I don't like that people are just going to keep running you over and running. Cause you know, I was like that for a long time. Well, I'll just do it. I'll just, I'll just say yes to it. You know, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and do it. And then I'll be like, why did I agree to this? I mean, but I know why It's because I didn't want to disappoint the other party, but what about me? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I want to know
0: how you got started doing this and how you got so good at saying no.
1: Um, well, I think, honestly, I had to recognize that either I'm saying no to me or I'm saying no to them. Mm -hmm. And so if I have to say no to somebody, I'm tired of saying no to me. I said no to me for so long. I was very Mm -hmm. much a doormat. I was very much a people pleaser. Um, And everything that I did was based on how it would be perceived. And that is a very... It's a prison. It's a very hard life to live. And I just got sick and tired of it. Um, you know, I, I think that it's still something that I work through um, because while I may have very firm boundaries with most clients. Um, I have some clients that I've worked with for a while, and maybe I set a new rule, but I allow them to keep doing things the way that they always have and don't communicate that rule. That's my fault. And so, you know, I certainly still am working through um, honoring my boundaries and honoring myself. But I think that, you know, the short answer of it is I just got tired of saying no to me. And yes to people who did not give a damn, if I said no to me. You know, I think that we get stuck in this cycle of feeling like we have to be nice. And I think Mm -hmm. nice is complete BS. Um, I would rather be kind than to be nice. Nice is based on someone's perception of me. And the very actions that they think are nice, if I choose me and say no, then all of a sudden they don't think I'm nice. Well, I would rather be kind and respected than for people to think I'm nice and a doormat.
0: Yeah, man. That is so important. Gosh, that is really, really, I've, that really resonates with me because they don't, again, like we, I think we both said this, they, they don't really care. You know, what they want is what they want. And mm-hmm. that's why they're coming to you and asking you for it because probably in the past you've said yes to it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know you give off a vibe that says that you'll agree to jump off the golden gate bridge if they ask you to
1: mhm mhm
0: i mean i think that's part of the human condition you know and even like you said you're you're still working through that sometimes i think we all are even especially me with my kids they look at me and i'm like Ugh. instantly i'm like okay yes and but that's why my mom bought me that book because she said i don't want you to be the same type of mom that i have always been which Uh is yes 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 because I love you yes yes but you're so empty like I watch my mom still she doesn't take care of herself the way she should she doesn't pamper herself and that is like something that I'm drilling into me right now Uh because so many years I'm like well I'll just put myself on the back burner and I'll just I'll just you know do what I have to do for these other people who I'm responsible for or who's other people who I think I'm responsible for and when it comes to adults you're you're not beholden to to that now the kids they can't eat without me so that's i mean that's just something that i'm going to have to that,
1: do i'm not sure that we are responsible for even our kids yeah. um you know we we certainly have a responsibility to them but yeah. i think that you know even that is something that a lot of people get stuck with because they feel like They have to put their kids first. Um, One of the first assignments that I do with clients, I call it an energy audit. Um, And essentially, we look at where energy is being wasted or where there is not a good return for the energy that's being invested. And... We look at ways to shift that. And so sometimes it's cutting off the the drainage in the first place. You know, if there's someone who just doesn't even have the capacity to ever pour back into you, maybe that's not a relationship that serves you. Um, Sometimes it's a matter of pouring less. And so I have one client, she's actually uh, getting ready to move and she has four kids. Her youngest two are one and three. Mm. And uh, we absolutely... Made sure that we did some shift in the way that energy was used and gave them responsibility. And the great thing is that a lot of times kids actually want to have ownership of certain things. And so by helping her give them ownership of certain tasks, and of course, like you said, you know, maybe they can't feed themselves, but there are certain things that they probably can do that will take a load off of you and just help balance that energy. So, you know, I definitely am a firm believer that we have to pour from our overflow. And the only way to do so is to make sure that your cup is filled first. So if that means waking up before the kids and doing your daily ritual and getting yourself together, if that means, you know, taking a moment and saying, hey, mommy needs a moment. um, It reminds me of that commercial. It was a woman. And I don't know what it was for. She was eating something in the bathroom and mm-hmm. had the door locked. And they were like, "Mommy!" And she's like, "It's Dad." <laughs> because oh. somehow kids won't bother Dad, but they will right. always want to run to Mom. And it is absolutely okay to tell even your children no. Yes,
0: and you're right. And I feel like that's one of the things that keeps coming up for me because it's something that I need to be more intentional about because Mm -hmm. I have severe mom guilt just simply saying no simply trying to like if I want to come in my room and put on records and just relax somebody shows up and I'm like and it's not wrong for me to want that that's right you know and that that time just for me to because music is really what gets my vibration right for me if I can have music in my ears at all time. I'm yeah. perfect. You know But it's yeah. almost an impossibility just because I have to go to work or I have to go interact with others. So when I come home, I'm like, all right, I want to be right here. I want, <laughs> I, I don't want to bring negativity in because I'd I like to to just kind of shake all that out. But it's so hard because the very first thing it's I need, I want, I I love you, I miss you. Um guess what happened today? And I'm like okay, just give me a few minutes because I I honestly, I can't give you the attention that you require because my brain is going like 90 miles a minute because I, first of all, just got off work or I've been in traffic or whatever, you know what I mean? And you really, really need those moments. And it's so crazy because so many moms, even friends of mine are like, well, I feel like your kids probably feel neglected. I'm like, I doubt that seriously because I spend probably... Seventy five percent of my energy on them. If it was currency, they have the most of it. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. It's so interesting because I definitely had moments and, and I don't have children. So, so, you know, maybe I am um, not the most informed. But the thing is, if you were stuck in traffic and it took an extra five minutes to get home, your kids wouldn't have died. They would have been okay. And so I definitely um, used to take a moment and just sit in the car when I got home. And sometimes that moment would end up lasting an hour, but that's what I needed to do before I walked in and dealt with everyone else. And so, you know, even if it is just having a moment to meditate so that you can transition from being at work and being needed to going home and being needed, Or maybe, you know, if your children are old enough, then maybe it really is having a conversation. You know, we always say that you teach people how to treat you. Well, the same thing with your kids. You teach them how to interact with you. And so even if it's a moment of, you know, when mommy gets home, I just need a minute and setting boundaries around that. So, you know, I need until 7.05, for example, and then at 7.30, it's your time. But being really clear, making sure that they still get what they need, they still get their time, but that you get what you need too. Because if you don't, I'm sure you can relate. If you don't get what you need, I'm sure that makes you snappy. I'm sure that you're not fun to be around. I'm sure that, you know, they probably get yelled at for things that have nothing to do with them because you haven't had a moment to decompress. Absolutely.
0: And and that's kind of the thing is like, Even to say that out loud, people look at you like, and it's like, no, this is my truth. Like, if I don't have the time I need to balance myself, the whole house is going to be turned upside down.
1: For sure.
0: And there's nothing wrong with saying that. You know, I think that's one thing we have to get out of as a society is because a lot of this mom guilt and, you know, mom's not getting enough time is a societal thing. Because Mm I, I'm like, I have never seen somewhere where people, where children really think they are more important than parents because Mm I, I'm like, do you know that you, you can't, you can't even come here without your parents. So at some point you need to take and realize, wow, this person brought me here. I should, I should afford this person the five minutes, like using the restroom by yourself, Is almost unheard of for mothers across this country.
1: Right. But I'm not sure that children even have that capacity. You know, just looking at like even their psychological development, especially young children, they are all about me, 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 me. Um, And so, again, boundaries are for you, not for them. I think a lot of times we, we think that people should quote unquote, treat us the way that we would treat them or have the same courtesy, but that's when it's our job to say, here's my boundary and I am really wonderful at the ignore game. I love babies because I never, ever have to raise my voice. I never have to spank kids. I just ignore them and they instantly get in line, you know? And so it's okay to get what you need. And like I said, you know, with everything, there certainly is balance, but I'm sure that if you had the moment for yourself to decompress, then it certainly would be a lot easier than to say, you know, yay, it's family time and do something as a family and actually want to be involved versus feeling like everything you do is about family.
0: Yes. And I like that you said that, you know, boundaries are for you. And I I think that's the surest way to disapp- to be disappointed is to mm-hmm. place the responsibility for whatever you're feeling or whatever you need on someone else.
1: Absolutely. Uh, Expectation is the root of disappointment.
0: Yes, I, I totally agree. So like, you know, like after we talk, after our call is over, I'm going to take my few minutes to <laughs> kind of, you know, like, because my brain is going, my brain's been going all day. I had a call with the client. I had a call with um, somebody who was interested in advertising with the podcast and then I was ripping and running, getting food together. So like, I still haven't had my moments, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what last week when I had my quote unquote bad day, it was that feeling that made me react negatively because I was like, it's like the, the me inside that's just screaming, like, just give me a few you know, for me to listen to some music or meditate or just even just breathe, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A a moment without that responsibility because as a creative, my brain is like all the time going, going, going. Ideas are like constantly showing up. Of course, not all of them are for me. And sometimes I wish I had like a bank. I could just put them in and say, hey, anybody can come and grab out of here.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I just need those minutes to clear everything so that I can say, okay, now let's go watch the movie or, you know, things like that. So, I mean, that's something that I'm definitely, like I said, I'm working on. And I really commend you for working with your clients on that because I saw something the other day that, that said, Um, and
1: while you're looking for that, I do want to just say, you know, I certainly understand where you're coming from. And a lot of clients, um, come to me with the same exact problem that they have placed others at first in their life for so long that they, they don't even know where to begin. Um, and so really what I would say is, I think that's where the importance of daily rituals comes in. Um, you know, being able to start your day fully with intention, you know one thing i have my clients do is actually set an intention for every single day mm-hmm. and you know decide what their action step is for that intention and build in meditation certainly build in gratitude um and so even if it you know again going back to getting home and instantly having me jump into mommy mode even if it's something as simple as you wake up before the kids you set out the plan for your day you set your intention and then maybe you take breaks when I still worked for an employer I absolutely utilized my breaks um you know and while I was salaried mm -mm, this is my time so I make sure that I I took my breaks for me and I didn't run errands on my breaks um you know every now and then I would have but I would make sure that I use that time to focus on what I wanted during the car ride. I actually had to shift my whole perspective of the car ride. And so I stopped listening to music. Um every now and then I would listen to some Beyoncé, because you know, a good little twerk ain't never hurt nobody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I would I would play something relaxing. And if I found myself upset about the traffic, again, going back to gratitude. I would be thankful that this slowdown was preventing me from whatever accident. A lot of times, you know, the slowdown is because there's an accident or there's some something that has happened. Well, I'm thankful that I wasn't in that. I'm thankful that this slowdown is preventing me from being in the next one and like really allowing myself to use that time, maybe using it to plan out the meal for the night or using it like to really just get my thoughts together so that, as I walked into my next role of, you know, parent or whatever, that thing is that you have to do when you get home, it just makes it easier to transition because you're not still amped up from right. being right. at work, being in traffic. Um, and just those little tiny tweaks were really helpful. Um, listening to subliminals on the ride home, listening to audible books, listening to inspirational speeches, anything that allows you to pour into you because it's easy to pour into you. But again, we have to get from the overflow. So we have to make sure that our cup doesn't have holes in it. Mm.
0: So you just gonna preach? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just saying Why are you for the meme and stuff. <laughs> I found it. I found it. But but that was a word though.
0: You got to make sure your cup doesn't have holes in it. Oh okay okay so this is what it says so the meme says i'm so thankful that i didn't end up with what i thought i wanted but here's the caption that she wrote the universe says i promise i will give you everything your heart desires but you gotta let go of every person place and thing that doesn't serve you anymore Mm. she says are you sure And then the universe says, I am, if you are, so that just took me back to what you said about how you sit down with your clients and you guys first do your list on, um, shifting energy because Mm -hmm. it's balancing it out, you know, making sure that your energy is being used to serve you. So I know that we have to wrap up our call. This has been a great discussion and I really appreciate you coming on. I would love to talk to you again if you have time. Um,
1: And I know that we um, need to have your call. So I welcome you and anyone who's listening to schedule a call with me. Um, You know, I'm certainly not one who's like, schedule a call. I can change your life. What I can do is help you change your life. And so, you know, just based on this discussion, I know that there are a number of areas that you would certainly benefit from putting yourself first so I look forward to our discussion
0: yes okay so tell everybody how they can find you and how they can schedule a call if they want to
1: yes ma'am am. So I am on all the socials at Vene Pierre, B-E-N-I-R-P-I-E-R-R-E. Um, uh, you can schedule a personal call with me at bit.ly slash Benier Pierre, B-E-N-I-R-P-I-E-R-R-E. And I look forward to continuing the conversation. Yes,
0: of course. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm glad that we connected. And I know that The next time I talk to you, you're going to be like, I'm sorry. I have to hurry up and get off. I have to talk to Oprah in a few
1: minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I perceive it. Yes, ma'am.
0: You're going to be like, I have to go do my conversation in Bali. I can't talk right now. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Okay, so that was this week's episode. I hope you loved that conversation with Benir. She was really great. I really liked her, and I really liked that she was able to kind of tap into, I guess, the wavelength that I was on. Last week was—I wouldn't say it was a tough week, but, I mean, it was a week, you know, I've been going through this period of transition for a while. I'm doing shadow work, you know, just digging into kind of the things that make me tick. So it was cool that she was able to kind of just jump on that with me. I didn't have to try to change too much of what I was feeling at the time because— Right before we had that conversation, I had listened to some uh, personal development in the car. And, you know, I was kind of in a space of how do I continue to be positive? And then when she mentioned gratitude, that was it. So thanks again for listening. And don't forget to follow her and book with her if you guys are interested in coaching because she does know her stuff. I think you know that by now after listening. If you listen to the whole episode, you know that. All right. So don't forget to follow me at MS Creative AF at Between Us Girls Podcast, and everywhere else, I'm just Between Us Girls Podcast or Between Us Girls The Podcast. Um, Please be paying attention to what I'm doing because I'm making a lot of great changes and I don't want you guys to miss anything. Don't forget to sign up for the newsletter because eventually you'll have a regular note there. All right, thank you. Have a good one. Bye.